Hey guys, it is your host, Zach Lyman, and you're listening to Lyman Lounge, or Zach Lyman Podcast, or LimeWire, or Lemonade, or uh, Lemons Are Us, whatever you, whatever you think this episode is called, it's playing in your ears. Uh, I am your host, Zach Lyman, and uh, this episode is solid. It's a really good episode with my friend, Troy. Uh, you may know him from the Feelies or even from the Meat Puppets. That's right. Those are major bands that influenced me as a child. And I got to sit down with Troy and talk to him for a whole hour. And it was great. And he's a very passionate man. Before I get any further into this, let's have a moment for the sponsors. Head over to ZachLyman.com and get your Comedy and Naps t-shirt. They are offered in multiple colors, crop tops, all kinds of sizes. I got them all. They're comfy, beautiful. You've seen people like Natalie Friedman from Instagram wearing them. Uh, I love the shirts. You should too. Head over to ZachLyman.com. Get a t-shirt. But this episode is also sponsored by Quip. Quip is oral care designed for the modern lifestyle, developed to do the basics better. <laughs> Delivered fresh every three months for only $5. Get $10 off your refills when you sign up using my link. Tryquip.com slash Lyman. Tryquip.com slash L-Y-M-A-N. This episode is also brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox is committed to making dogs happy, and they work with local and independent businesses to achieve this. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a special surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is a joy of a million belly scratches. I did not write that joke. Get an extra free month when you sign up using my link, getbarkbox.com slash Lyman. Getbarkbox.com slash L-Y-M-A-N. Now, this episode with Troy is awesome. He's a very passionate man. We talk about many things in comedy relating about the meat puppets, how touring is draining for musicians and for comedians. And uh, I cannot say enough about it. And we recorded this episode a little bit ago, and you can hear him talk about his shows coming up that I literally just went to. Uh, I went to Play Live, and it was wonderful. And then at the end of the episode, stick around, because he does play a song. Alright, thank you guys so much, and uh, let's get into this episode. How's it going, man? Great to have you on the podcast. It's going great, Zach. Thanks a lot. Really, uh, really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just, uh, I met you earlier, and within the, uh, I think, like, hour we spent together, I have found out that you, uh, it's like you know a lot of the same people that I know. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm sitting here going, I know, I know you. We're yeah, trying yeah, to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, same it, circle, for sure. It must be just a cool energy. You, uh, oh, okay. Well, thank you. I, um... <laughs> 
You were on Mary's podcast, uh, Wings with Friends. Mary Up Church, yes. And yeah. we also met at Little Miss Barbecue. Where I, oh, that's funny. Where I met you all, yes. In line, okay. hit it off, and hey, I do this podcast. And you, and it was a, cool. was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> any podcast that involves wings, so I'm a big fan <laughs> yes. of that. And um, yeah, so you, you just met her at Little Miss Barbecue, and then you just you had the episode with her. Is it out yet? Or I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so I haven't yeah. listened to it. I'm yeah, not really I'm definitely going to check it out. Going in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, I don't need to hear my voice again. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, You're it, like, it, I was it there. Yeah. I was there. I was there. I do remember that. Uh, she had a friend named Lee uh, that was there, too. Yeah. And we yeah. had a blast. So the three of us just sat. And just kind of riffed, and that's um, cool, man. Yeah, just just had it, it was just fun. It just just you know sharing sharing good uh, stories and good energy with good people. You know, yeah. pretty, pretty simple. Do you <laughs> uh, do you hang out in any of the comedian circles at all, or is it not like that I Phoenix? know of? You're mostly like hanging out with musicians. And well, doing the... I mean, I've I've all you know I've known I've been friends with some comedians here and there, and I've always loved it at various times, like when certain bands will yeah. do stuff with certain comedians. Like David Cross is someone that's done like a lot of rock and roll stuff. Yeah. Actually yeah, yeah. Nirvana used to have uh, like Bobcat Goldblatt. I was just gonna say Bobcat. Yeah. So and, and actually at the unplugged rehearsal sessions when I did get to meet Bobcat and he was a trip, man. It was Oh that's uh, the perfect time to meet Bobcat. Was I, know, then I, know, Bobcat I know not now Bobcat. Like, this was this was Bobcat <laughs> having just burned the chair on the Leno show Bobcat. It was a he shakes the clown <laughs> I mean, it was a. I love that Bob is a Cat. perfect time. I love. Bob I Cat. do love his yeah. stories about uh, anytime he's talked about like touring with Nirvana and just how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can. I, I I can only imagine. He was. I mean, it was really kind of surreal because I like walk outside. And it's in December in New York, and we're we're taping. Nirvana's taping the unplugged rehearsals. Yeah. And they so asked a couple of the guys to play with them that I was lucky to be in a band with. And Bobcat was in New York, so I wanted to go say hi. So it was kind of a surreal moment. I think I was outside having a cigarette or something. And this dude, like, walk, starts walking towards me. And he, I, I couldn't – it was kind of surreal. Yeah. I couldn't really get a vibe of who it yeah. was or what was going on. It seemed like this kind of short dude, but he had this, like, Russian hat on. <laughs> it was, like, really kind of tall. So it actually made him, like, about yeah. like, six foot eight or something. But I could tell – the 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 smaller I think I already used diminutive stature in in one podcast today. So, uh, I could just tell he was you know a little bit shorter and and yeah. that, that's a funny thing for the people that don't know that most musicians and actors if you've never met them they're they're tiny. Yeah, I yeah, mean like, my, like seriously most it's crazy. I I read a thing about how. Uh... I don't know how true it is. It could be totally like a conspiracy, but it's the idea of like what fits good in a camera frame. Ah, and so, uh, so that's like a lot of people are always like a certain height because you're like, yeah, I don't got to like move these lights really high. Yeah, I don't have to like. Interesting. You know, it's perfect for framing. Yeah. And uh, I read that being like, yeah, good, good. You know, like. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I've, I have met a couple of the tall ones. <laughs> Howard Stern and Conan O'Brien yeah. are both yeah. pretty towering. Very tall birds. Very tall birds. Very <laughs> tall birds. Also, in, in my experience, extremely kind, humble, yeah. down to earth. I almost, when I met Stern, I almost didn't know, and we did his show and it became the the full the e i think at the time Entertainment oh, okay it was when you his, that. yeah yeah 20 25 years ago or whatever when, when they would uh video before the board podcast i'm sure was even around yeah it was you know, yeah seriously what it was yeah. yeah he was doing podcasts um, <laughs> but uh but yeah he i almost it was so surreal because 
from a kid from the Midwest, the only thing I knew about Howard Stern was Ridiculous. what everybody knows about yeah. Howard Stern. Ridiculous. Just this rude, just, I mean, misogynistic. I just this, you know, and man, talk about an on-air persona. When, <laughs> when I met that guy, I'm almost looking yeah. at him. He wanted to play a song with us. We were opening up for Stonewall Pilots in New York. Just yeah. Robinson. And um, he, it was almost like a little kid. He was like, there's a six foot eight. Yeah. 50-year-old, like, or well, he wouldn't have been that old at the time, 35, 40-year-old, like, little kid. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, if I get a chance to pick up a guitar with you guys, and then, but I don't want to mess anything up. And then, yeah. So, there's actually, I, I don't, I don't talk about this often because why would were the opportunity for this to come up? Remember the random notes of Rolling Stone magazine? Okay. Just the kind of the beginning section yeah, yeah. of the magazine that would I talk about, like, who's doing this and what's doing this, like, in the first ten pages? In... The one would that have been about the summer of '94. After that gig, so Howard Stern did come and play a song with us at the Ritz, opening up for Stone Temple Pilots. We didn't know it was going to necessarily happen. Did, does he play guitar? Yeah, he actually did. It was kind of great. Okay, kind of yeah, knew yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, he fiddled. And so all of a sudden, we're playing. We're halfway through our set. We're sold out show, opening up for Stone Pilots, and we're right in the middle of a song. <laughs> and all of a sudden. Uh. The place, like, standing ovation. And we're kind of looking around going, like, what's going on? Well, of course, someone straps a guitar on Howard Stern, and he starts walking out to join us. Oh, that's funny. So I decide, well, i got to teach him this song. So we break into Lake of Fire, you know, one of Cobain's favorites. Honestly, one of my favorites. That's a great song. And one of my favorites It's really good. (laughs) i got a great story about that, too, that Kurt told me about. Okay. uh, Writing it. But, um, no, so... It, it was it was just like I said. It was just really surreal. Um, but uh, I had turned around then to try to show Stern the chords, or that at least it was in G minor. And and so as I'm now facing Howard Stern, my back is facing the audience at the Ritz. This particular day, I didn't do a whole lot for um, as far as uh, clothing planning. Yeah, yeah. As far as an outfit, I had some some. Pajamas on. <laughs> Laundry was a little bit rough at that time, so let's just say I was just wearing pajamas. Yeah. So I'm trying to teach Howard this song, uh-huh. and he instead, as I'm trying to, in front of 15,000 people or whatever, many people there, trying to, trying to teach him how to play Lake of Fire, <laughs> the bass player and him make eye contact, and they decide it would be more fun, since my back is to the audience, to pull my pants down. Oh, jeez. So they each grab a <laughs> pant leg, and now I don't have any, I'm going command out here. So I'm trying to teach Howard this song, and I think my bare butt is exposed to yeah. the entire, you know. Which is totally on brand for Howard Stern of oh that time of because he that had, that, char- that had his character going on at the same time. He actually had a video called Butt Bongo Fiesto. Yeah. Fiesta. Yeah. 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 It was like he would, you know. Because he was butt man. Exactly. Yeah. Like fart man, butt fart, man. Fart man. I mean, he was, he, he's been, a, you know, he's, he's, he's had a few, uh, yeah. he's, he's worn a few different masks. <laughs> So the mask, wearing mask. The only time we tell the truth. I watched that new Bob Dylan uh, that, that I've been Did waiting you? for, the yeah. Rolling Thunder thing. And I, there were parts of it I loved, and I'm, Dylan's one of my heroes. But I just thought that was such a cool line. Yeah, we, we, we wore masks on that tour. We should have brought more masks along. It's the only time when anybody really tells the truth. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I saw Dylan. the trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's, it looks super I just good. wanted more music. I wanted full performances. I mean, T-Bone Burnett, Mick Ronson, Dave yeah, Bowie's yeah. guitarist was in the band. Yeah. They don't say, oh, he's not even hardly mentioned. His name <laughs> gets mentioned once. So 
I don't know. Anyways, it was it was decent, but um, but yeah, but just saw that. Um, but uh, but so in to, to, to end this once again, a totally rambly thing. But in the no, man, in the first on. in the in the beginning of Random Notes, shortly after that show, a picture got put in, no and the way. picture was of me and Howard Stern looking up at this you know behemoth yeah. giant trying. To, thank goodness the shot was taken before <laughs> I was depantsed. <laughs> But uh, uh, but I still do have a copy of that that Rolling Stone. It had uh, Stephen Liv Tyler on the cover somewhere about you know somewhere ninety four, yeah. which was my my main gig as a, as as the fourth uh, Meat Puppets. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. That's yeah. a that's a that's a wonderful way to meet uh, someone that like. For like even from that time he was famous, but now it's just like he's got his own. He's basically own series. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, and that, that was before the doing. movie, and I think he had just you know worked on his first book, and and so yeah, you know he you're right. He was popular and stuff, but he you know yeah now is is a very different story. Yeah, Twenty five years crazy. later, so and so um, how did you get involved with the too. meat puppets? Wow, man. So that was a real trip. So I started playing guitar. I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, born in Chicago, moved to Kansas City young. Okay. And tried a bunch of instruments. I mean, mm-hmm. just never stuck with one, man. I My dad actually sold piano and organs when I was growing up. And, oh, okay. And uh, so I tried piano lessons, and I tried the trumpet, and I tried the drums. And in high school, I was a junior in high school. I went to the Brophy of Kansas City, if you will, Rockhurst, the all-male Jesuit Preparatory Academy. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't last long? Oh, that that's another story. Um, so, I went to see a friend of mine's band. This kid sat behind me in theology class, in religion class. Okay. His name was Steve, and Steve was a guitar player, and he had this band, a cover band called Ground Zero. But they had this kind of cute lead singer, this girl from a different school, and yeah. And so I just I wanted, and I liked Steve, so I wanted to go see him play one night. Yeah. I was I was a good student. I was into soccer. I was, you know, I, mean, I loved music, but didn't really, you know, wasn't really a player. So, on this Friday night, um, November, I won't get too goofy. Um, in November, around Thanksgiving of 1986, okay. I went to a juice bar in Kansas City to see my friend bands, my friends Steve Tubbert band Ground Zero play. Okay. This place was sold out. I don't even think – I think it was one of those weird deals where I don't think you could be, even be 21 to be in there. You had to be younger. It was like a juice bar. Okay. Now, I don't yeah, even yeah. think you, you could have been like a, a drinking age to have been in this place. So this place was packed with like kids from all over the city. Okay. And they killed it. I mean the place was sold out. There must have been 250 kids there. Yeah. It was a, a converted movie theater into a venue, into a, a, a underage, all-ages venue. Or in- I, I heard people are still talking about this show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, um, we, (laughs) wow, there's so many different, um, so many different, (laughs) um, it just, yeah, no, uh, so anyways, so you're in a juice bar, (laughs) I went back to school on Monday, I was literally, Blown. I was flat. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe that what I noticed at this gig was every single guy in the room wanted to be my friend Steve. Oh, of course. And it seemed like of every course. single girl 
in that place wanted to like hang out with Steve. Yeah. And I just kind of there's always like my... to this day. It's like right? you do a good gig oh, uh, in music, comedy, <laughs> anything like that, right? Like I'll be before a show. I'll be like at the bar or whatever, drinking like a, a ginger beer, and then uh, uh, yeah, everyone's just like, "Hey, how's it going?" And then you like do a show, and it goes like like electric, and then like everyone's just like you know they're like let's party type of like around you, and uh, that's I remember going to shows when I was in high school and feeling the same way of just like I would see my friend, and then my friend would be like shredding it on the guitar, and I'd be like that's nuts, yeah right, it's <laughs> a different everybody's person, everybody's captivated, and yeah. Everybody- you just nailed it too. The different person thing. I knew this yeah. guy yeah. as a really quiet, sat behind in theology class, never raised his hand. Steve, Steve is still a great friend to this day. But literally, like you kind of just said, it was a transformation. Yeah. It was watching someone that I thought I knew turn into someone that I didn't. Yeah, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy how. Uh, uh, especially like if a, there's actually a stage and yeah. just like looking up at someone yeah. is a difference, yeah. you know, and then, uh, yeah, you're playing guitar. I was I was kind of like you, though, of uh, growing up where I just would uh, pick up a different guitar or like a different instrument and just try it. I, nothing really stuck. And yeah. then I for a while I was playing guitar and then I was like going to shows and watch my friends like shred it. And I was yeah. just like, I don't have that. Whatever that is, yeah. it's not my... You know, I was like, I, I would struggle for like days to like learn a like really get down a song, and uh, it didn't help that I was hanging out with like this guy that's like super good at guitar. My yeah. friend Austin, who is like, he hears a song and he's like, oh yeah, and then right, right. you know, plays it can the be whole kind thing. Of and, yeah, sure. yeah, where you're just like still figuring it out. And, you know? and I, at that age, I mean, I was 16 years old, and I, I, and I remember like spilling out to him the next Monday and the you know, following Monday and the college guy, oh, you know, you're so amazing. And I, yeah, I want to yeah. do that. I want to do that. That was yeah, essentially you're what having him sign like your school notebook well, or whatever. Well, this is what he did. Un- unbeknownst to me, he yeah. was sitting behind me. So for the entire hour-long theology class, he was writing down music stores to go to in Kansas City. Okay. Salespeople to talk to. Wow. Specific guitars to look for. I mean, this guy get like, this guy is motivated. Detailed. <laughs> like guy. you want to go to Quigley's Music, and a, a good beginner might be a, a an, or a Strat or something. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Monday. That Monday, I went home, came home from school with that piece of paper. Yeah. Two sided, front and back, of, and my dad came home and I just attacked him. <laughs> dad, I, you know, I've always wanted to play an instrument, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I showed him this, and my friend Steve, well, my dad still had a couple ties. This was a Monday. My dad still had a couple ties in the previous piano and organ sales that he was involved in. Right. And um, so. I come home Thursday after school. This is the week before Thanksgiving, 1986. Yeah. I come home from school on Thursday. My dad and I were bachelors. He and my parents got divorced in 82, so it was always okay. just me and my dad. Yeah. I'm only saying this because we never really had, like, furnished places. Yeah, the Furniture yeah. was nothing I really grew up with. My, my dad and I would – anyways. You seem like a guy that knows a lot about feng shui. <laughs> you really I'm, – I'm, I'm always, <laughs> always on the lookout, you know, for better arrangement, brother. Um, but I walk into my house, and there in the middle of the living room with nothing else, not, not yeah. a couch or a stereo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the living room was a Strat copy. My dad had knew some had some old friends that oh, did, cool. owned a Yamaha place. Yeah. So he was able to get me a little black Yamaha Strat copy and a Yamaha amp. Yeah. And that's where 
at least I started playing. I would have never, like, growing up. And, and even yeah. when I started, I was like, I'm 16. I'm, I'm going to suck. I'm never going to be good. And these guys that are my friends, yeah. like you just Crushing said, were amazing. It. They shred. They, it, it was intimidating. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. For sure. Uh, but I just, uh, he, I got that guitar. Started taking a few lessons, and more, it wasn't really the lessons thing, it was more about hanging out with friends, friends taking me under their wing. Yeah. And, but there were specifically two bands in 1986 that made me, now the Steve thing happened, the Ground Zero, seeing Ground yeah, Zero, yeah, yeah. but I was getting into two bands, getting into different kinds of music. Right. I was 16, 15, I yeah, always listened to pop and this is 86, so we're talking still the remnants of Born in the USA. Yep. Purple Rain. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, what you would listen to on regular radio. Right. You know? I was getting into some different stuff, and I was really excited about mm-hmm. it. There were two bands specifically that just shifted the paradigm for me. One of the bands was from New Jersey called oh. The Feelies. Okay. One of the bands was from Phoenix called The Meat Puppets. Oh, that's hilarious. Literally. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and, a, it, it, and I can't really say this in a nutshell because it's still going to be, but yeah. it, as an 18-year-old, when the Feelies, a year later, two years later, when the Feelies did a Midwest tour, this New Jersey band, yeah. I saved up enough money working at Greenpeace this summer after what would have been my senior year. Is Greenpeace a juice bar? I'm sorry? Is Greenpeace a juice bar or no? No, Greenpeace is actually like the environmental organization. Oh, it's actually Greenpeace. Greenpeace. I spent the summer canvassing, going door to door, was able to save like seven, $800, and the Feelies put out a new record called Only Life in, the, in September of 88, and then started a tour around the Midwest, and I knew that if I drove from Kansas City to Ann Arbor, Michigan, I could see a week's worth of shows, follow the band around. I was 18, fake ID, they were playing yeah. in clubs, I had to get my own hotel rooms. This was me on my dime everybody thought i was yeah. crazy everybody thought i was a lunatic but i did it that's cool man i got two hours outside of kansas city in my little red porsche 924 that my dad bought me as a 16 year old oh, wow. there'd be a lot you. of spinoff stories here look at you um, i get to columbia missouri and the thing literally dies and i don't know and i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how i'm gonna yeah how i'm gonna figure this out so my mom lived in chicago when i called her up and said mom will you rent me a car yeah, she was married to this like really kind of conservative dude at the time. I think she bounced the idea off of Bob, and no, this isn't a good idea. So no, we don't. You know, it's it's, it's going to be in our name, and you're 18 years yeah. old. Yeah, and then I thought that the idea. Well, you let me drive your car when I'm up there, Mom. Could I rent you a car, and would you give me your car? They talked about it, and they said yes. Oh, wow. I got on. I flew to drove to. My dad drove me to KCI Airport. Yeah. Got on a plane, flew to Chicago, got in my mom's car, drove to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to Rick's American Cafe, October of 1988. I love that you can show. remember, because uh, like me, like I literally, <laughs> I did a podcast like last week, and they were asking me like where, like I just did a bunch of shows, and I couldn't even remember. I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> America? I got that far. And then, uh, well, like you, you're like, uh, 86? Well, uh, I had oatmeal for breakfast. I, had, and... I did ex- kind of make <laughs> the explanation earlier, and I think you might have been in the room, but one of my nicknames is Rain Man. So I'm just, it, it, it sometimes is a blessing, it sometimes is a curse. Yeah. But but definitely. I'm a little remember, jealous, man. I'm, a little <laughs> je- I'm like a, I'm like a goldfish over here. Sometimes okay. I'd like to clear this stuff out to get some new stuff in, but, um, but yeah, so 88, the fall okay. of 88, I depart for a week to follow the feelies yeah so within and, and, and all of these things could literally there was a million things about what happened um 
how I got turned on to the feelies, I was having like my first bad LSD trip, and uh-huh. someone played me this band, and I went from seeing the most ominous, dark visuals to like seeing angels and colors that I didn't know existed. Oh, okay. So this band, the feelies, had really done yeah, like yeah, a yeah. lot for me. And then so three days into following them around, the, 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 because I'm staying at the same hotels they are, just following the band around, there's a knock at my door, and it's the guitar player, who to this day is one of my best friends, Glenn Mercer. And he just said, you want some company. We are rolling from uh, Ohio to Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. And I said, sure. And so we get in and we start. So the first thing he says, well, what music you got? And he picks my cassette case up, 30 cassettes like we all had in the 80s. And, and he was, pick, picks up Me Puppets too. So out of his contemporaries and peers, that was his other favorite band. So we're rolling down with That's the hero crazy. and the guy who really wants me to play, inspire me to be a guitar. And we're just having a blast. And I'm telling him this story about, dude, I got turned on to you on Thanksgiving of last year, yeah. of, of Halloween of last year. And I was at this costume party and I was having a weird trip because I remember this one conversation was with Adolf Hitler, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. And Richard Nixon. Oh man, two people with the same mustache in one room. What right. is? <laughs> I, and, and just the, the comp, it just it, weird energy with those four. I can That's all I can say. Weird energy. Yeah. So I grabbed Awkward one of dinner. my best buddies. I grabbed one of my best buddies and I'm like, get me out of here, dude. I'm having like, start this thing starting to get weird. He literally took me to a friend's sound room down the street, put a piece of vinyl on. When the needle hit the record, yeah. uh, the song with the feelies, uh, the high road played, and literally within three seconds, I, I had having. From the, like the darkest, most ominous visuals I had ever had to like just this beautiful yeah. scene, and I knew that there was some connection. Yeah. So I'm telling this guy the story now as an 18 year old, and we're rolling down the highway, and I'm telling that the sing the songwriter, the guy that writes all this, this story, uh-huh. thinking he probably thinks I'm crazy, but we're listening to the Meat Puppets, and all, he lets me finish the story. He said that happened. So then I tell him that th- that part of the story ends because yeah. on November 1st, the next day, I had declared myself the absolute. Greatest, biggest Feelies fan in the world. Okay. And I scoured Kansas City, every record store, to find every piece of music they had put out. Yeah. And I'm rambling, kind of like I am now, telling him this story. (laughs) And he looks at me, and he's like, that was Halloween. He said, yeah. He said, and then November 1st, you... You declared yourself the biggest Feely fan. I said, yeah. He said, I had kind of a weird thing happen to me. Not the similar thing and not, a, not the right, exact same right. thing. Um, respect for Glenn Mercer. I would never. Um, but uh, a little something weird. And then the next day it was his birthday, November 1st. So we're rolling down the highway. So oh, the that's day crazy. That to be. So because I was on the road following this stuff, I had bunch of, bought a bunch of dumb tabloid magazines to read. Yeah. One of them was a Dell horoscope tabloid. Okay. On the cover, it was it was on his the footwell of the passenger seat. So he just kind of at one point glanced up. We're having this connection, rolling down, having yeah. a great time, listening to Meat Puppets too, and all of a sudden he reaches down to his feet and he picks up this cheap, probably a dollar and twenty nine cent Dell horoscope tabloid. I hadn't even looked at it, and on the cover it says. Find your best friend slash soulmate <laughs> by finding a person with a birthday exactly six months to the day of yours. In this goofy magazine, yeah. that was what on the cover. Yeah. So I knew now when his birthday was, but nothing's really processing, and he happens to pick this thing up. This is all happening like our situation. Yeah, yeah. Within like seconds, just explosions. Right. And he looks at me and he says, when's your birthday? Oh, no. May 2nd. <laughs> so he's November 1st. So it's not actually six months the day. Yeah. 
but it's one day off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tabloid. It could be off. You right? know? <laughs> there you go. So we play that night in Bloomington, Indiana, and the, yeah. the band's manager is flying in from New Jersey. Where'd you? Do they you remember where you played it? I do. The Bluebird Cafe. The Bluebird I'll Cafe. I'll never forget this. I don't night. think it's there. Oh really? Is, I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, we can we should check yeah, into that because yeah, I am yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm curious, curious. That was where things changed for me. Bluebird Cafe. So Glenn right. asked me out to dinner. He said, "Man, our manager, who was one of my heroes, because this guy owned the record label and the club Maxwell's yeah. in Hoboken, New Jersey. Steve Fallon, this this guy is legendary that I heard yeah. about. And Steve Fallon is flying into Indiana to come be with the band tonight. And Glenn's asking." I want you to come join us for dinner. Yeah. I'm 18 years old, man. I'm hanging out with literally my favorite songwriter in the world. And yeah. now I'm getting invited to dinner because this other person I really <laughs> respect the crap out of is flying into town. We get into dinner about 15 minutes. And w- without even saying a word to me, Glenn Mercer, the yeah. lead guitar player, the primary songwriter and singer of the Feelies, looks at Steve Fallon, their manager, and said... I want Troy to join the tour. I want him to be my guitar tech. And he looks at me Whoa. and he said, you up for it? Whoa. Maybe the most intense. You know, there's a moment we all have in life. Yeah. Man, like, this could go either way, man. Is this going to be something that, that, that's going to, you know, am I going to rise to this occasion? Is this going to be a springboard for something beautiful? Well, now I know. Yeah without a doubt that it was and it still is That's because amazing. we'll talk about this later because I fly out to be with the Feelies next week to headline the Jeff Tweedy's Wilco Festival the Solid State Festival in New York that's awesome um, but so that was my trial night at, yeah. the, at the Bloomington and yeah, at the Bluebird Cafe <laughs> so... which I do I would love to really yeah we gotta, we'll Google that later okay. I, 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 I'm sure there's someone in Bloomington that hates that I automatically was well, like no, no but, but <laughs> did you was, was in, in, in what was that coming was that just Response: Have you been to Indiana? Was that just? Things? I've spent a good amount of time in Bloomington. Okay. Uh, I lived in Louisville. Well, awesome. I lived in Louisville for four years. We're gonna have to do a lot of talking. Okay, and then there's a great music scene in Louisville. Oh, amazing! Tara Key, um, uh, Antietam. There, there's some uh, legendary. One of my favorite bands ever, Boner City, is from uh, Louisville. Wow. They did I one don't album. Know Boner City, they but I will one, check them out. They did one album. Wow. And uh, I just worked with the uh, I worked with the singer and bass player, and then one day she's like, "I think I'm just gonna like join this band." And then Whoa. like their first album was just like lightning, and I l- just love that album. Awesome, uh, dude. But yeah, and then Bloomington, uh, uh, I spent a lot of time at Bear's Place. Okay, it's like it's yeah, interesting. It's like you just think when you walk in that it's just a bar. And you're like, all right, just another bar gig, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they're like, well, the stage is in the back. And you're like, well, I can't see it. So, okay. And then you start walking. And then you get into this hallway. And uh, this is the reason Bloomington sticks out in my mind. You're in this hallway. And from the 80s all the way to, like, nowadays, it's just like a comedy club on the wall where you see everyone's headshots. And it's everyone famous. Whoa. Everyone famous. And it's well, this tiny little place, but they're like, it's the pass-through, just like wow, you guys. Wow. Just like well, what you were doing. We'll have some other things to talk because I, you yeah, don't know yeah. this about me yet. What I have called is possibly my biggest, the biggest influence of my okay. past 25 years. Mm-hmm. Things, a, lot of, a lot of things have shifted for me recently, but there will always be. I almost, about 10 years ago, I came up with the idea to, because I knew Bill Hicks's sets, to, be, <laughs> to actually go out on the road like as a tribute Bill Hicks guy. So Bill's kind of my, you know, I'm going okay. to Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, yeah, yeah, Richard yeah, Pryor. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I love the, the psychedelic aspects. I, mean, I love Mitch Hedberg. I love Stephen Wright. But I've 
comedy is huge to me. So yeah. Got, there, there's so much as we yeah. get to know each other on the air. Yeah, I mean, before we even <laughs> started... we get to know each other while you all are listening. Yeah, before we even started recording, like, you were like, yeah, we're going to go uh, to see David Sedaris later. Uh, and I was like... When I hear us, Sedaris. Hilarious. Today, so yes. Well, not today, I guess, because this won't be broadcast today, but... Yeah, when this happens, in this yeah, yeah. moment. And so hopefully next time we do this, we hang out, we talk, we'll talk about uh, how, what a great thing we had, <laughs> and, and how we met David Sedaris, and how that David didn't realize that the short story I wrote him and gave him the last time I saw him, that my phone number was on the back, or else he would have called me by now to ask me to open up. So it'll yeah, be fun yeah, yeah, for just David keep... and all of us to, to yeah. have fun and, and laugh about this. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do, I don't know. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts in general? You no, know, I really don't. I mean, okay. I'm just kind of he was I just untechnologically on... savvy. I'm 49 going on like okay. four. All right, I'm gonna give you. Are. I'm gonna give you a 2005 iPad, uh, iPod, and I'm gonna just load it full Whoa. of podcasts. Whoa, no way! And I'm just gonna you just plug just in. Me, yeah, and I'll oh, be like, dude. here, catch up. So, for Joe Rogan years. would probably be the only one, and I've gotten to meet Joe. Okay, um, and I love Joe for years. Yeah, um, he was from the. I know him from the news radio. The great oh, television hilarious. show with Phil Hartman. Yeah. And, uh, that was Dave Foley from The Kids in the Hall. Uh, if I meet him, I've always wanted to say that that was his best work. That, like, that is uh, well put, my friend. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, agree I, with that, that. That entire show. Yeah, Andy show Dick, so Stephen Root, that ensemble cast, Candy Alexander. Best, the, uh, best Andy Dick ever did was uh, that show. Absolutely. Was just crushed it. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so cool. So, yeah, there's so many different yeah. you know, avenues. But, I mean, and just to, just to like real, so that night in Bloomington, yeah. that kind of started it. Right. And, and then the Feelies were on tour, and Fe- that tour went to Phoenix. So I joined the band and no the way. Feelies crew. That's a long And then I met the Meat Puppets. Tour. A couple months later, down in Phoenix at yeah. the Tempe Sun Club because a fight broke out, and I ran backstage, and Kirk Kirkwood was there from the Meat Puppets with a yeah. bottle of Hunter Proof Stoli in one hand and an ounce of weed in the other, some you know some Mexican swag from the <laughs> '80s, and said, "Feelings, man, love you guys. Let's party." So that was my introduction. That's crazy. And that's how thirty. What'd you guys play in Phoenix? I'm, I'm sorry. Where'd you guys play in Phoenix? Uh, the, the Sun Club, the legendary Sun Club in okay. Tempe that hasn't been around. The, yeah, the yeah, Sun yeah. Club, I've seen those, a picture. Yeah, the, those that were around would probably be considered like the CBGBs of Phoenix. Yeah. It was the, you know, in the. Yeah. Now, if, if someone hears this and, and I'm mistaken in that, then please correct me. But from what yeah, I know yeah. about it, I never played it. Worked it with the feelies, but this dude, the promoter, overbooked yeah. this place. I'm sure he is a, as an artist. You've seen crazy things. Oh, of course. Booked overbooked this place. I mean, that place only hold maybe a couple hundred, anyways. Yeah. And there might have been three fifty in there. So a fight breaks out. <laughs> the feelies don't even really get a play, but it allowed me to spend the evening with Chris Kirkwood from the Meat Puppets. That's cool. And so that was That's worth how it. that the whole Meat Puppets, uh, the, my two favorite bands, the two bands that made me want to play music and be in bands. And 31 years later, they're still my best of friends. We're still – and so yeah. for the Meat Puppets, I have been their roadie. I've been a guitar tech. I've been their guitar player. Yeah. I've been their road manager when Kirk Kirkwood put a new Meat Puppets together in 2000 yeah. with three new guys. They did one tour, and he called me up and said, I know this is weird. I know you used to play in the band, but I need someone I can trust. Yeah, Will you course. come on the road with us? Of course. And um, so uh, from you know, starting to play guitar – November of 86 to 33 years later, the, the what has come about from that connection with the Feelies and the Meat Puppets and following those guys, following the Feelies around for a week and getting yeah. that gig was truly kind of the, 
I mean, I was headed to soccer scholarships to play soccer. And right. when I gave up all this stuff for music, people thought I was crazy. My family and my friends held an intervention with me. <laughs> but that was going to be an intervention uh, to tell me I was a, a, a stupid piece of crap. Was because it on I a was, soccer field? Did they have you? <laughs> I wish it would have been on a soccer field. Dude, it was a restaurant. I thought I was getting together with my friends, so I dropped a few tabs of acid beforehand. <laughs> They're like, David, you have they, to have the soccer ball to talk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, they, start, they start going around the room, and I'm realizing, whoa, I'm tripping here. Yeah, I was I was gripping the table of this like uh, this, yeah. this restaurant that we were at because it was a country club. You guys can't so see it, but he's also gripping parents. this table. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to give a visual, here. and I'm like quiet, looking at all my best friends yeah. going around the room as they're going like, "Yeah, man, you know, you're just never going to amount to anything musically. You just suck. <laughs> Why don't you just stay focused on the, you know?" Wow! I let everybody finish. Yeah, I walked out. Finished my trip up pretty fun, actually. You know, got some got some good smoking guitars and kind of kind of took twirled her around a little bit. But um, a lot of those people I never even saw after that again. But, yeah, of course. But I knew I knew that it was crazy. I knew that on, I I knew every aspect of it. There was something in my heart. I knew that there was a connection. I wouldn't have known what, how, how to identify it, how to prevent it. I just knew that that particular Halloween night. Yeah. When I was turned on to this band, and literally, there was a, a an angelic, uh, a heavenly, a spiritual connection there. I knew. And so the fact that then two years later, the, the guitar player asked me to be his guitar tech. And and like I said, pretty yeah. much what I've done musically, all of the things I've done from the past 33 years have stemmed from, from being an 18-year-old, making a decision to follow a band for a week and pay my own way and sneak in with a yeah. baby. The name on the fake ID, because I've got the memory thing. Yeah, Garrett Sextro. Never met you. Don't know who you are. But if anybody ever that would happen to listen this could get a message to Garrett Sextro, he was 21 from Kansas. I don't know even <laughs> how I got the fake ID. Bought it off a friend. But uh, Garrett Sextro has been absolutely instrumental, no pun intended, yeah. in the last three and a half decades of my musical yeah, life. Yeah. So, cheers uh, to you, brother, wherever you are, Garrett uh, Sextro. I have, a, I have a wonderful gift for you. Uh, we actually have Garrett Sextro here. Um, just bring him in now. No, I'm kidding. I, uh... <laughs> Dude, that was that was brilliant. I can't wait to come see you perform, man. That, that was tight. That was quick. That was good. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it also just sounds like that was the first time because uh, I kind of have as a as a comedian uh, a lot of similar stories of like just road and travel and stuff. But oh, um, I'm excited to hear. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's always about like uh, with me, it's like following my gut of like making this decision to be like, oh, go on that tour or do this thing. or And it just sounds like when you're 18, that was like the first time that you're like, I'm going to do this for me. And this is my thing. And then that's why it led to so much more is just yeah. because you're like, I, I, I'm, you know, this is for me. And it's not whatever. I'm not doing yeah. soccer like everyone else wants me to do. And I still love it. And I'm going to yeah. probably leave here and go watch some U.S. Women's World Cup, uh-huh. which go ladies, man, and pay them more. They pay seven <laughs> times less than the men. And they bring them the trophies every four years. Ridiculous the world we live in. Yeah, you tell treat, them. Treat these, treat these ladies better, man. <laughs> and all across the board, not just soccer. Women still make 77 cents to the dollar of men's. I'm passionate about a lot of the injustices that take care in the world. And that's a you big one. From an only child that didn't really have a mom growing up, I've always gravitated strong, strong, strong women, strong yeah. maternal influences in my life. And it just shocks me what women have to go through. The, the stuff that, that most men, I wouldn't even think they're so oblivious, wouldn't even have the idea yeah. on yeah. a daily basis of the discrimination 
discrimination, the misogyny, the you know that that women yeah. have to did. It, it makes me sick. It's a constant conversation. And that's that what I'm talking about the dick pics. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's a constant conversation that I have uh, in the comedy world. Yeah. Is because. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like for a, for a uh, comedy, like know? when I lived in Louisville, there was like I felt like there was three female comics in the whole state, you know. And it's yeah. like some of that people are like, well, you know, it, it it quickly becomes uh, women aren't funny, and it's like uh, yeah, or maybe they're not given a chance, exactly. or how how to. I don't want to go to open mics. Can you imagine if you're uh, no. if you're a female no. and you have to go to open mics? No, no of course not. That's no. terrible. Uh, I don't think any of us should have to amazing. go to the mics. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Whitney Cummings, Janine Garofalo. I mean, there's. I even find it so strange. There's tons of them. We actually have to put the gender thing in there. Women comedian, women in. Yeah, I get we weird about that. that. Like, I get weird like, about it, that. It just, it feels like once again, it's just this little boys club just needs to come down. Yeah. You know, those of us, those men, those of us yeah. men who this is not some bandwagon esque thing that we're jumping on the Me Too movement or something that have felt this in our hearts for twenty. Yeah. 30, yeah. 40 plus, however long we felt this yeah. way, it's time. This is ridiculous, man. It's, it's uh, the little boys' crazy clubs, the, the Hollywood. I mean, obviously, the Weinstein shit, all that stuff. That's just the stuff that we know about. The big, this shit happens to every woman every day in every city, big and small across this country, and it's time to stop. Yeah, it's, man. it's crazy. And us man. men, we need. Yeah. We need to police each other. We need to be accountable and hold each other. Hey, man. I know you're a little bit buzzed right now, but don't don't say that about yeah. that. You know? Oh, oh, it's just oh, I'm just making a comment about. Look at her; she's got a nice ass. That's or the one. No, man, fuck you. That's the one thing I do really. Uh, I like about uh, what's changed. So in my, I've done comedy for 11 years, and in that time, uh, how much of a boys' club, old school comic it was when I started. Like how much it was about. I gotta respect that dude just because he's older than me. For what I, that's yeah, the whole reason. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like okay, like at like at open mics, it almost feels like we're all the same level, and everyone's kind of like in this together. Yeah. And uh, even across the country, you know, where it's like it, 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 it's starting to feel more and more like that. And it's it's like okay to call people out on their weird Amen. stuff Amen. that they. You're oh, just man. like, yeah, so don't want that creepy guy around. Yeah. Getting there, and and I, you know, I see blessings and curses, and of course, just about everything. But with technology, yeah. Hey, you know, if 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 the phones everywhere and cameras everywhere is going to help provide, you know, I, I wish it wouldn't be that. I wish the men would do it, find it in and of themselves. Yeah. I don't like it when I have to say. Dude, think of your mom. Think of your sister or your daughter saying something that you yeah, just yeah, said. Yeah, to that. yeah. Why do we even have to go to that place? You're like, why are we having this conversation? We, yeah. we should just. I, I'd like to think that we have enough, you know, a common sense and yeah. enough love. And and but, but that's obviously not the case. Yeah. I get a, a little bit uh, naive in my, you know, <laughs> in, in my love and yeah. belief. And, yeah. 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 But but this is why this kind of stuff needs to happen because those of us that right. do feel this way about stuff, whether it's the music world, whether it's the comedic world, whether it's the spiritual healing world, you know, this is the time that we all just really, really make a stand. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I'm gonna sidebar because I haven't said this yet, and I've been thinking about making <laughs> a post about this, but I okay. know that no one is gonna get it, and I'm gonna just gonna suss this out for about a minute. All right. I, I already yeah, like yeah. you. Now, my only question now is. Yeah. Yeah. You said I, you've been I doing comedy been, for I 11 years? I haven't been recording any of this, so it's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I just said, closed my laptop. I'm like, all right, I got to – no. You said you've been doing comedy for 11 years? Yeah, yeah. So you started doing comedy when you were 10? 
Yeah, thank well. you. I, mean, I I appreciate the yeah, compliment. I haven't been able to figure that I like, part out yet. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's always the first – when people uh, – uh, I love – I'll go to a new city, right? I'll be doing a show. I like to get there early. Like if I'm headlining uh, a bar on a Wednesday or whatever, I'll get there on a Tuesday and hit an open mic, right? Awesome. Just kind of like hang out. I right? love that attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for and, you, man. Uh, Support. You're- I'll show up to an open mic, yeah. and because of the way I look, immediately someone goes, oh, he's new. And then some guy tries to take me under his wing and show me the world. And, uh, and it, it, it's always funny to me. But then it's always, oh, no, I've been doing comedy for a while. And then immediately they're like, how old are you? Get, how I get that old question are you? Lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing uh, it for a decade. When yeah, did yeah. You start? yeah. Yeah. This is just uh, almond milk and yoga, man. That's all this is. <laughs> this is. Uh, I love it. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, 28, almost 29 this year. Wow. Um, Congrats. When's your birthday? Uh, September 18th. Awesome. 1990. Awesome. My social security number is. I'm September just kidding. September 18th, I, uh, 1990. What was I doing? Yeah. What were you doing then? On that one, I'm stuck on that day specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, around, actually, around I had just moved to Iowa City. I had been there a couple months. Okay. I was just putting my first band, my first real band that was going to go record together. Right. And um, just love and life. Yeah. I, was, I was actually supporting myself. I, my friends and I got to the, went to the back of the seed of uh, High Times Magazine. Okay. To the Seed Bank of Holland. Yeah, this was late '80s. Yeah. We got strains for uh, seeds for three strains: Northern Lights, G13, and Friesland Indica. <laughs> and for about three years, I actually supported myself by growing really, really, really good marijuana. Like before, a, a, a lot of people now it's commonplace in most places yeah, a wreck yeah. or at least met medical. Yeah, yeah. The cra- the. The stuff I was growing in the nineties. Uh-huh. So anyways, yeah. those are those are three good strains. And so um, I m- met up with a couple guys and they were in a band called the Voodoo Gear Shift. And when I joined the Meat Puppets, my buddy Jim ended up going and joining the band called Built to Spill. He was okay. with for about fifteen years, an amazing band. So I've been in touch with those guys this week and, and they're all amazing too and and uh so what were we doing stuff, around man. uh ten thirty AM on September eighteenth? September eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Yeah. That 10 a.m. was when you were born? Yeah, roughly, yeah. Let's go with that. I actually remember, dude. <laughs> I, I, I actually remember I was in my apartment in, in Iowa City, in Coralville, actually. I had just uh-huh. moved to. And I remember waking up. You get a phone call, and it says, it's done. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually remember waking up and smoking a big fatty and all of a sudden realizing at like, 9.45, man, I am famished. And this, there was this little cool br- uh, bagel bagel shop uh, down the, the thing from me. Yeah. And at 10 a.m. on September 18th, 1990, <laughs> I was very, very stoned on some really, really good G13 Indica. And I was just getting ready to, uh, to gnaw into a bagel when, when, you were being, when you were being exited from the womb, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. A few states away, I was. Uh, I was just. I was just giving life to wow. the world. Yeah. I think we're having fun. Are we having fun here. Yeah, yeah. This we're is having fun. fun. Is, no, once again, since you and I literally are just getting to know each other for the first yeah. time as we speak here, um, uh, there's a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, we were even sidebarring on back to the what it was like for the comedians to tour with musicians. Yeah. Oh, and I've geez. seen a couple of those. Yeah. You know, over the years. I've done that so um, much. I saw Todd. Well. Actually, he was with Todd Berry and Bob Odenkirk were with my friend Giola Tango when they did their Eight Nights of Hanukkah. Oh, no shit, yeah. And Todd Berry is one of my favorites. Yeah. Actually, Todd Berry, the joke that he made at the roast for Chevy Chase. 
Um, he I, actually, he, I'm sure you remember. Uh, he, he came out and he said, "Now, you know, Todd's so low key." And yeah, yeah. Said, People, nowhere here. When when I got asked to do this, I, I told a couple friends that I was invited to do the roast of Chevy Chase, and immediately my friends just looked at me and said, "Wow, man, for you, that's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel." <laughs> Todd said, "Well, I thought about that, and." Roasting Chevy Chase isn't like shooting fish in a barrel. It's like standing next to a barrel. It was some like, this really I don't remember exactly. But it was just like genius. Yeah. I just remember like laughing so hard. I mean, I, oh, you know what? Let's, let's throw some respect to a couple fallen brothers, Greg Giraldo and oh, Mitch yeah. Edberg. A couple oh, dude, gentlemen both I love. Very funny. Both opiates. Extremely. Both taken by opiates. Geniuses. Yeah. Geniuses. The, the thing that turned me on to. Um, to Mitch Hadberg was, I do not have a microwave oven. I do, however, have a clock that occasionally cooks shit. <laughs> a genius, man. Or uh, rice is a pretty good option if you're in the mood to eat 2,000 of something. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. That is so now, good. Are you, like I said, no, the bill, the yeah. bill is what I know. Yeah. Looks like we got ourselves a Rita. I mean, I can, I, like I said, about 10 years ago, I decided to tribute bands. Yeah. All these take, they go out and they play Zeppelin. They go out. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I put on a wig and go out and do a Bill Hicks? Yeah, no one's stopping you, man. Uh. And, well, and damn it, I, this whole time, I thought the roadblock was, it really, you're just telling me right now. Yeah, no, we're all good. I checked in with the board of comics. Uh, we all gave you the thumbs up. Are you up. serious? Yeah, yeah, we're all good The board is, is okay, has green-lighted this yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 Mark, okay, Mark Marin had some notes, but. Uh... <laughs> Bill, Bill is, Bill is, uh, Bill Hicks is going back on. I mean, Gallagher did it with his brother. He let Ron that's, Ballard go that's out and smash a good, That's not a good example. That's a terrible example. Of course it's a terrible example. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, but I, I, I always thought, like, why doesn't someone do that? Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't? Because I literally, it was around yeah. like Revelations. Yeah. Um, there's Rant in E minor. You know, I had. The, so the first thing, I was on tour with the Meat Puppets and we were playing yeah. in Toronto, 1990, late 90, early 94. Okay. We fly into Toronto and the crazy AR rep from Island Records picks us up. Don't remember his name, but he's like, this was about, it turned out to be like, I think months, weeks before Bill died. Okay. He said, have you guys ever heard of Bill Hicks? So we're in a yeah. van coming back from the airport or whatever. No, I, none of us had, I don't think. He yeah. puts on a bit. The very first bit he put on was Bill talking about the miracle of childbirth. The miracle of childbirth. Wow, the miracle. And in case, folks, you haven't noticed it, this little miracle is spreading like wildfire all throughout this country. <laughs> Trailer parks filling up with little miracles. Thunk. He, and he basically said, you know, he ends it with saying, like, you know, that having sex with a woman and having mm -hmm. a baby come out nine yeah. months later is about, you know, the equivalency of, of going to Burger King, eating a Whopper, and having a turd drop out of your ass. <laughs> That's what turned me on to Bill. And I was like, holy, like, like who is this guy? So I got so into him, and I was buying, buying his yeah, records yeah, yeah. and stuff. And before I got a chance to see him, he was dead. That pancreatic cancer took him, like, Dude, literally quick. within a few months of, of, of being turned on to him. And that yeah. guy, I have said, when people have said, so what's been your biggest musical influence for the past 25 years? Like, yeah. Not really a musical influence, but the guy that kind of, you know. Wow. I mellowed a little bit. Yeah. I mellowed a little bit. But I still yeah. need the Georges. I still need the Bruces and the Carlins and the Priors and the, to fire me up at times. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're going to fill the shoes. <laughs> And I'm really excited to hear your stuff too, uh, dude. 
So you Thanks, obviously man. connected with the comedian community. You got friends here in town. You know that. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Mary Upchurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend with wings. Yeah. She's. A, I, I really do love her though, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing some of her stuff. She's just a. Just a she's ball of energy. Little yeah, she's beauty, fun. Just a cool gal. You she's know? fun. Yeah. Respect to you, Mary. Upchurch. That's like when I heard uh, when she heard, when I heard she won the contest of uh, best comedian best with, with a day job. Day yeah. Job, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, she's yeah. definitely one of those people. Like, That's I, awesome. I've done a handful, uh, I think, shows with her, but I've known her for a good amount of time. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't good. even know. I don't think where to start. I remember when I lived here years ago in the early two yeah. thousands. There was a comedy club in Tempe. The Tempe Improv. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. I saw Joe Rogan. I saw some good shows there. Yeah. Um, uh, really David Spade it. recorded his special there. It oh, was actually he? built, the Tempe Improv was built to do Comedy Central specials. So when they first uh, built it, they set it up where there was like perfect angles for cameras. Yes. And uh, that is my only uh, uh, pet peeve I have with uh, when they redid it was I was like, well, you got it was like almost like you gotta get you gotta keep that because that's why like people love the Tempe Improv, but yeah, you know. But uh, what what are the places right now? What are the places? I mean, where where, where in if like what's the what's the what's your favorite theater uh, comedy in, it's gonna, in Phoenix? Well, okay, to go see comedy or do comedy? Those are two different. Oh, two majorly different questions. From my perspective, that it would be going to see what's your favorite place to see comedy. If I was wanted to play, I want to go sit in the crowd and laugh. Because anybody that's ever seen comedy knows question. that when you're at comedy comics live, yeah. there is something magical about it. Yeah. I mean, even someone that's like got a a, a modicum yeah. of talent can can get you can get you crying. So when you get someone with that energy and the vibe and the rapport, yeah, live live comedy can be so amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I was going to go. I want I want to get that vibe. Where do I go? Okay, uh, that's that's so hard for me because I'm very picky. Obviously, well, uh, you're biased because you're yeah, in the I'm, business and I'm you biased. know everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you're thinking about which promoter do I not want to piss off right now in case that's you. I'm like, I gotta get rebooked. At, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I need some shows coming up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. oh, my favorite place is <laughs> my favorite place is Stand Up Live when they have me headlining the weekends. It is miracles <laughs> there. I, I uh, have heard. <laughs> I have heard of literally. I, I almost thought it was just like rumor yeah. of of the magic of that when you headline that play. Now this is wow. <laughs> I've heard stories. I mean, the, you know, you hear about like Zeppelin at the at the riot. You know, the, the yeah, riot yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. mud shark, all that throwing TVs out the window. Right. Well. And yeah. then there's you at the at stand up that, live that's why on I, a weekend night headline. That's, that's why they uh, they're like, can you move your show to Rebel Lounge because we <laughs> this is too punk rock. Uh, <laughs> no, stand up live is great. Uh, cool. I saw Mark Marin there, and nice. uh, the thing I like, uh, the thing I I'll say why I don't like about stand up live is the seating. Okay. Uh, it bugs me. But also on the other end of that is when you get there early. And you can get the seats right up front. It still has that perfect magic because they have small little tables by yourself on the sides. Right. And that's where I love to sit is because that's I'm right cool. here. Like and it's a night. It's a beautiful stage. It's got a nice backdrop and the lights are great. Sound system's great. But you're right here and you're so focused that you forget that there's 600 people behind you wow. just sitting wow. all the way out, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I saw. Mark Marin was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen there, but I've seen tons of my friends and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, you know, there, and it's great. And then um, cool. uh, a quick little plug for them is uh, uh, there's a show on Thursdays they do around 10 to 11. It kind of moves in and out. 
Uh, but it's uh, This Week Sucks Tonight. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. But uh, Anwar and Mike Turner, uh, Anwar uh, Newton and Mike Turner, they do a show. And at the beginning of it, they'll show like slides and stuff like that and kind of like newsy in a way. Okay. Like weekend update kind sure, of thing. Sure, sure, sure. And then, daily uh, show, like, yeah, daily yeah, yeah. show. In the, and then the big part of the show is just having comics after comics after comics. And I've been there when, like, celebrities that are doing the weekend pop in and they're awesome. like, I'm just going to do a 10-minute set. Yeah. And it's, like, everything I love about comedy where it's like, oh, there's a friend. Oh, there's a celebrity. There's a yeah, friend, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, it's, uh, cool, it's a good, and it's a free show. Wow. And uh, there's no drink minimum or anything. I, I sound like I'm doing an ad for them. I'm going to cut this no, portion this and cool, sell man. it to them. I don't ask you that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like I said, it's uh, – and, and I think on top of that, too, just – or artists in general that stick together. Yeah. Why is there this? There's always these like. Yeah. One of the greatest lessons that I ever learned from my hero from the Meat Puppets was one night, and we were playing a festival with a lot of big bands, and one of the guys that was very very popular, and I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. came in and was just kind of an obnoxious a hole, and um and, and this was just a schmooze fest, Washington yeah. D.C. You're telling me a musician was an a hole? <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> The first time in his words that have never been uttered. Everyone was like, my uh, word. Yeah, no, I just remember leaving. I was pretty green at the time. And I know that at yeah. times Kirkwood would lay advice on me when he would need to. And the only thing he said to me was when this particular group of people and, – and there was more. There was a lot of ego. But it's a festival. Yeah. It yeah. was a lot of big bands at the time. RFK Stadium, 70,000 people. Jesus. Where the Redskins play. And Kirkwood just – I think he looked at me and wanting me to be a – Positive or a, or a realistic representative of his brand, yeah. The meat puppets, yeah. Kind of like I ever catch that kind of shit out of your mouth, because we were musicians, musicians. Everybody loved the meat puppets, so it was yeah. it, it was hard to keep the ego down sometimes. Oh, but he course. basically just looked at me and he said, "I want you to know one thing: this music is about love and about connection." And his exact words were, "It ain't a competition." Yeah. Yeah, so, so this true. isn't about – we're at we're a football stadium right now, and I realize there's a scoreboard out there. But when this night finishes up, it doesn't – it's not going to be Violent Femmes 31 counting yeah. close six. Yeah. Or a whole and Beastie Boys. There were a lot of good bands on that bill. That's why I'm yeah, – yeah. So and now that we've already established since there's only been one asshole you know, musician prick ever. <laughs> um, but uh, – no, so that was just something, one of those things that really stuck with me that I carried through life. So I wish, you know, we were talking earlier about the gender thing. Um, there's, I've seen a lot of shit in, in the same um, genre or in the same thing, but just like, like genres of bands yeah. or whatever. Like there's a kind of a competition and an attitude yeah. and a snottiness. And I'm like, it's like, really? Yeah. I always looked at it like it should be all of us, not against the rest of the world, but it's like when, we, when I was with those guys, like, yeah, why do we have to, you know, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, I don't know, it was just yeah, crazy. I'm the so same way, man. The, like, I when love I'm support, yeah, I just be there for each other. So, no matter yeah. whether it's comedy, whether it's art, once again, we've talked about spirituality, healing today, what good, good, good food. I mean, I just look for these same things in yeah. life, and then I try to acknowledge, to become aware, and then to share. Yeah, to find those course. great people, those great comedians, the great musicians, the great healers. Yeah, develop relationships and just see where these amazing synergistic elements can take us. Yeah, because I know 
Yeah. That we got some good things coming see, up. See, I it's hard to see right now. I We're completely dark place, but Yeah, I completely do. agree with you. It's like especially I mean, it, just from the stories you've said, I, I can tell that it's so important when you're like you when you were starting out as a musician, you had literally your favorite band ever uh mentoring you, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh when I started as a comic there wasn't really that scene here of like mentorship of yeah, any sort. Yeah, yeah. And so as that's grown, I've always been like the pusher of like, they, they got to learn from people that have been doing it for a while. That's awesome. And that's, yeah, it's a back and forth. So you've been able to give back and take people under to. your wing. I try to as awesome. much as possible. Awesome. You know, like if I hit the road and I can pay you 20 bucks and you just want to join on the ride. Sure. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I just, I, cause I, I feel like that's so important and it is to remind First off, to remind myself of, like, that's what it was year one, you know? Right, right, and then right. also to just, like, remind everyone around of, like, uh, yeah, you, you can take a guy that's brand new or a girl brand new in comedy and go do some shows and, you know, and, like, help them grow. And so, and that's also uh, a, a thing I really love to see is, like, when, a, when I start working, like, doing some shows with someone and they're at, like, this level and, like, we do, like, five shows in a row, like, on a tour or something. And then, like, the fifth show is, like, like they're just, like, so polished and yeah, yeah, good yeah, and yeah. on another level. That's and awesome. you're just, like... Good it's feeling. just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Great feeling. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure you, you you've probably seen that like playing music as the first show versus and, and, the last show and like on you a tour said, on and, both both sides of it. Yeah, as a people that's been mentored and as a person that's got a mentor. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Lollapalooza. Did, did you actually get to make it to one of those? Oh no, I didn't. Uh, make it to those. I never did either. I was always not one for the big festivals, and you know what I mean. The crazy thing about specifically Lollapalooza for me, of people is not my thing. I that's, know. Yeah, I it's know. Uh, for me. This is kind of what it boiled down to. Every one of those bands, that first 10 years of Lollapalooza, yeah. every one of those bands that I wanted to see, yeah. I had already seen in a club. That's crazy. Why am I going to go see this? I saw the Smashing Pumpkins in 1989 when Gish came out. Uh-huh. It was six people at the Grand Emporium in Kansas City. That's one of the biggest bands oh, from the pavement. Beautiful. The first time I saw the Pixies, June 7th, 1988. Yeah. June 7th, 1988, opening up for the Meat Puppets in Kansas City, Missouri at the Lone Star. Uh, that's like that's a great show. Oh, a year a later, the show. Pixies were Where yeah. Is My Mind, and they were huge. Yeah. But at that particular time, oh, I so, so, great. so my deal so was, is like, why would I go to see the Chili Peppers yeah. or to see Nirvana or to see when I have literally seen all these guys very often – at like clubs with no one else there. One yeah. of the best bands from the '90s, Pavement, one of the most loved and respected bands. Yeah, I saw in Iowa City. It was October fifth of '91, um, but I found out literally the day of the show. I went to Gabe's Oasis, the awesome little rock club there, and saw this band. And there were more people on stage in the band that were in the audience. <laughs> Now, as a real yes. quick, as a real quick sidebar, that yeah. festival that I told you about with the competition thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two, what I thought my two favorite bands in that were the band at noon is at Pavement, and at one o'clock was the Meat Puppets. So we want the very popular. We want the yeah, you know, the Beastie Boys or Hole yeah. or whatever. I mean, later it, I, I can tell we, I can tell we have similar taste in music, and uh, awesome. it's always, it's always. Uh, the, the the noon early shows <laughs> those are the ones that I'm yeah there. right I'm like there right? to see when t- when the there's headline. ten people there like yeah. you know I'm talking yeah. about yeah, I'm saying like one of my favorite albums is from Boner City and uh, I've seen them perform 
at like a cafe in front of ten people, and I was like, "This is the greatest show." You totally, know, like it's uh, totally, totally, yeah, totally. it's always uh, it's just so much better that well, way. And there's always that weird dynamic for me. My biggest example is REM because I was with REM from the beginning. Okay, and about the time of Document and Green when the rest of the world started catching on. Yeah. Hey, I got a little territorial. That's yeah. that's my band. I was with them from the beginning. Who are all you like latecomers, yeah. bandwagon S folks? So there's an element for me of like it's wanting my, uh, to like have it to be my own, but then I. I do want other people to, to yeah. get what I get out of it, you know, or uh, get what they should get out of side it. Side note, REM is my favorite part of sleep. Uh, <laughs> REM, that's a REM joke. That was I, a good, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we're talking about the, you know, the, the, the spectrum of, of REM jokes, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, put it on the board. Throw that's a quick REM shout joke. out to Ronald Earl Mice, my father, whose initials are REM. Oh, that's great. That's a solid the, when, one. When, the first time I asked my dad in 1984 to take me to the mall yeah. to get a cassette of the new REM record, he thought I was teasing him. REM? Or you're, you're making – you know of Ronald Earl yeah. Mice. Oh, you've heard of my work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But dad, he bought me the guitar in November of 86, and he bought me the REM cassette in 84. Dad, I go. love you, man. Yeah. You've always been there to support. Always been there. <laughs> That's there's no um there is he he's my best friend and I feel like really lucky to be in a situation where my dad and I do we do work together, we do yeah. nutrition stuff together. Yeah, he's yeah. a published author, written books on weight loss. And um, I'm actually just kind of jumping on a, a new wonderful C B D company that's kinda of asking me to 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 join the ranks and do some stuff. So There you go. And that yeah, that's so it's, fun. Just, it's just fun. With once again, we've said it. It's the people. It's the family. It's the friends. The people who energize and inspire. Yeah. And to, to you know to have your own father and be able to do yeah. stuff with him. And do you do you drink coffee? I I'm actually not that much of a coffee drinker. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you like cold brew, but there's a there's a company called Bicycle Coffee. They're in L. A. Okay. And they make amazing cold brew CBD. Oh really? Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely it's, try it. It's yeah, yeah. so good. So it's like yeah. everything you like about it, but. Uh, it's like also like for me, it takes away like the panic that you can get from having too much coffee. Wow. So uh, yeah, that's why yeah, we're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think for me, the coffee was always the thing is, do I really need one more vice? Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. For me, yeah. I'm like, this is my vice. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, uh, um, yeah. I, most of the time as, as you know, I, I prove, you know, working and stuff. Lack of energy is not usually something. That no, I, you seem like you have it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. You seem like you're. You know, me. It's uh, uh, like even today. Like this. Like I'm a little bit slower today, and so I. There's like I just have to pay attention. I'll have lows and highs, and uh, I'm sure. definitely a coffee drinker for that reason. Gotcha. But uh, I'm jealous of people like you that I. I feel like are you a morning person? I never was until this past year. Okay. So as once we've said, you know, I discussed a little bit. I've got recovery and you know addiction uh, issues in my past. Yeah. This past year, as I've moved back and kind of reestablished and recommitted and affirmed yeah. myself to life, um, I have become a morning person. That's crazy to me. And and really, it's like I really catch myself. I, I catch myself having a drink anymore. Um, you know, it's just like, I, it's 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 just it just feels for right now for where I'm at at age yeah. 49. It just feels really good to live the way I'm living, and that's importance of the food I'm putting in my body. That's yeah. the importance of hydration. That's the importance of all the good positive stuff, all the good because I know that uh -huh. I'm gonna get what I you know I'm gonna give back what I give. I know I what I get. I know. That, you know, as we've talked about, too, it's a choice. Yeah. You know, it's all out there. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time I spent in my life. I wanted the ugly. You yeah. know, I wanted to stay in that in that in that mode of of pain and hurt and and uh, yeah, and I mean, shoot dope. It's, you know, she people goes into my neck. People go with what's comfortable, and uh, that, you know, that's comfortable. Now. But now look exactly. at you. Now you're a comfortable. So, morning yeah, so person. my once again, the whole <laughs> paradigm has shifted. I'm an energetic morning person. I yeah. I just I, I do work with addicts. I work with some homeless people. Um, I am I try to be active in a couple different churches. There you um, go. So I just really right now. Is about just for me about relieving because I get a chance to do this on the I've said this for years, but my hero, kind of all time hero musically, is Neil Young. Okay. And Neil Young has a song called Love is a Rose. And there's a line from that song that I have used as an example so many times to sum up, and it's Love is a Rose, but you better not pick it. It only grows when it's on the vine. A handful of thorns, and you'll know you've missed it. You lose your love when you say the word mine. Whoa. So for me, about it's about the distancing of the ego. It's yeah. about waking up and saying, what can I do to make this place better? What can I do for my brothers and sisters? What can right. I do for my family? Yeah. So just I, I've tried to lose that, that really self-serving, egotistical right. you know, edge that I feel like is embodied by that word. You know, if, in the song, it would be, you live your love when you say the word mine, I, me. But it's, yeah. it's the sentiments there, yeah, yeah. and I truly believe that. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I know that I can get so easily like derailed if I start – if the ego starts creeping right. in, you know? Yeah. And I become this self-serving. But when I wake up and I ask to find those things during the course of the day, man, it, it's, it's all out there too, you know? Yeah. All the good, I mean we're so. also like – as performers, we're just wired a certain way in general. And uh, it's it is uh, it's always a constant reminder of like I need you just a constant reminder of ego checking because, uh, n- you know, it, not just the things that you've accomplished, but also just like any time that you hit the stage from now on, there's always uh, there. It can be different reasons why you're driven to do that. And uh, it it's uh, it's great to. Uh, meet someone that's like about centering and trying to find uh, the in the moment and yeah. and the reason why, yeah. you know. I never. I actually meditate and pray now before performances, which I had never incorporated or to do. My yeah. deal was, hey, if my name's on the marquee, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. If I go in the bathroom <laughs> and shoot dope and pass out, and and there's a line to go to the bathroom, and there's only one bathroom, and I'm on the ground, and you're trying to kick the door, but it's hit me in the head because I was supposed to be on stage five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I just, what, back in the day, it was m- me, me, mine. I'm going to do what I want, where I want. My name's on the marquee. Yeah. And my trip has just, once again, the, the paradigm has shifted. My goal right now is to go into a place respectfully, kind, yeah. to do a great job, to, to, to bring in people. So when I play performance, I like to have friends show up that are going to tip well. They're going to treat people well. I try to give shout-outs to the bartenders and the staff yeah. to be taken care of. I really try to go up and beyond to not let it be me. And for when I leave there, to have them go like, wow. And that guy brought a bunch of people in. Yep. We, we actually thought his music was decent. Yeah. He, he was really kind. Everybody tipped well. So right now, also, at this point in my life, it, that's... It's, it's uh, uh, the easiest way to sum up everything that you were just saying. Uh, like when I... There's a new comic or something, or anyone, any performer of any sort. I go, do you want to come back here? Because that's that's really what you got to do. If you're Definitely. not going to be cool with everyone and... Because, and, I mean, 
yeah, I've I've opened for people that are like, my name's up there. This is my show, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, ooh, that guy. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But then they're like, they're like, oh, you know, Zach was nice. He greeted us, shook our hands, blah blah. blah. You know, it's like yeah. you always. That's that's how they go. You know, when they're looking for someone to fill in or someone to book a month, they're like. What about that really nice guy? What yeah. about him? Let's have him back. Even exactly. if like I could have, I could have exactly, maybe bro. brought a few people, or maybe they didn't even like my comedy, but they're like, uh, he he's trustworthy and honest, and uh, that, he puts on a good time. You dude, know, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent, man. Well, it'll be fun when you and I get to do a show together. Yeah, we gotta do that. Do a do a solo solo yeah, show yeah. together. Yeah, you, yeah. Do a, you do a yeah. gig, and I'll make some acoustic noise, play a few songs to open up for you. Or yeah, man. That I would. Uh, that would be. So awesome. Yeah, I'll totally be into that. Well, I just mentioned that I place Irene's tap room when we're playing. I think that I saw that they're going to have a comedian there in the next month for the very first time. So let me really? call Bonnie okay. and Aaron, my friends. That might yeah, be a yeah. new venue. Maybe even when I play up there on July 11th, Yeah. maybe you could come up and do a few minutes. Yeah, man. Totally. In, in fact, let's tentatively plan on it because I how, how could they say no if I invite guests to yeah, come yeah, up and yeah. play with me? It's not like I have to check, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, Bonnie yeah. and Aaron, I love you both and – I'm gonna probably invite my my friend Zach to come do a, do five minutes or something. So yeah, yeah, totally. We'll, 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 we'll play by really, yeah, really, yeah. really, really fun. I, I love planting this kind of season. And that's what we were just, mostly about. What we've been talking about this whole time It's just like respect, consideration, empathy, understanding of what each other is going through, and just saying let's get this thing together. Get through this thing together. Yeah, it's better that way. I'm a, we're gonna help each other out. And once again, to use a word I know that I already use, but but synergy. Yeah, you know, it's like the the, the what what results Truth. can be created. So by true. a group of people as opposed just to the you know yeah. the individuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a little I, a little baby here, Rocky. <laughs> if we had a video on this, it might be kind of funny. Uh, How many times have I done that in the last two hours? Uh, but no, you I you're totally right. Is life is hard, performing is hard. Uh, practice like for comics, really practice because we have to practice with in front of people. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine all of that is just so hard. So then, when I meet people that are making it more difficult, I'll, I'll even do this, and uh, this is this is like. My friends hate that I do this because, uh, you know, everyone's so, like, hungry for the gig and they want to travel and they want to do the thing, right? And uh, I'll give an example. I called a venue in Seattle and on the phone uh, I just went right into it because I knew it was, like, the booker owner on the phone. And I said, hey, I'm Zach. Uh, I want to work at your venue. I've done comedy for, I think, like, ten years at this time. And uh, blah, 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 you know, all these things. And you had my friends there. These are their names. They said good things about it. He interrupts me and goes, uh, I don't own a venue. And I go, okay. Uh, And I immediately didn't click in my brain that he didn't like the word venue. Uh, He wanted it to be called a comedy club. And he didn't like that I said the word venue like four times. And immediately it was like just like hard start, right? Yeah, yeah, of like yeah, 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 he yeah. doesn't care who I am. Doesn't right. and immediately I go, Okay, great, uh, nice talking to you. And I go yeah. off the phone and then when my friend asked me, they're like, Did you call that guy and get the gig and say that I suggest and I was like yeah, he didn't like the words I used. So, uh, <laughs> wow. So I just yeah. like did it, you yeah, know. And yeah. that's like I totally go off of like energy of like we're all. It's so hard for all of us as the club owner, yeah. as the booker, as the performers. So I'm like, why? Why do we have to be difficult? Right, right, you know. Right. And yeah. then there's plenty yeah. of people like when I did the Rebel Lounge. Those were like the nicest. Everyone there was super nice, helpful. 
uh, I made like a joke a couple days earlier in a video about how I was like demanding Skittles at all my shows. Uh, brown and Skittles, right? It, Only the brown ones. <laughs> and uh, I go into the green room and they had all kinds of Skittles just like uh, that. And I'm like, that's thoughtful. You know, it's like a this is stuff, a, right? this Sometimes. is a, that's awesome. we got to work together and we're all, you know, I'm trying exactly. to make you money. You're trying to help me out. Right, like, right. why why not just have a friendly? So when I get on the phone with a guy that's like, I don't own a venue, I'm like, I don't, yeah, I can't be here, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your what, negative what energy is just to, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that hung up on something as trivial or you know detailed as something like that. I I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and it's fun because that just seems like it's it's kind of been the theme, you know, just yeah, looking out for one another, man. The world's the world's tough. So to wrap this all it's together, um, where what do you have coming up that you want to put out there? Wow, you know, I mean, I'm really excited once again. I mean, this will be out in New York, but uh, Jeff. Jeff Tweedy from Wilco called the Feelys management and said, I really want those guys to headline. So one of my That's favorite cool. artists the past couple of years, an Australian girl by the name of woman, by the name of Courtney Barnett, is okay. headlining Friday, we're Saturday, and then an awesome band from Tor- uh, from Chicago called Tortoise. And there's actually yeah, kind of a weird, Tortoise. cool Louisville connection with Tortoise and 11th Dream Day, Doug McCombs. Janet Bean, Rick okay. Rizzo. Anyways, good, good, good stuff with there. Um, but so really excited to go out and do this, uh, do this Feelys gig. And I'm a roadie for the Feelys. I am. Uh, okay. I am their guitar, one of their Glenn Rush's guitar tech. And uh, after 31 years, I, I still. No gold watch. You'd think after three decades, there'd be something. I still, who knows? Maybe they'll have something yeah, for me. Yeah, you should send um, an email. You're right. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, man, that's coming up. And then, you know, get back. And I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Paul McCartney in concert in a week on next Wednesday. And, and when I'm here is and I fly out to, to New York for the for the gigs with the Feelies. Um, but then I'm back, and I may be playing music at Irene's Taproom on, no, on July 4th if they decide to open, which is a Thursday. But they're not sure. Okay. If they don't, I am for sure playing. Playing at Irene's Tap Room, Twelfth and Twelfth Street and Northern, um, on Thursday, July eleventh, probably okay. from about eight to eleven. And as we've kind of already established, Zach, I'd love for you to be there. And, yeah, and I'll uh, be we there. can. I, so what I do is I usually do three like forty-five minute sets. Okay, and I'll take a fifteen-minute break. Yeah, so yeah. At one of those breaks, like probably the middle one, the uh, the set when there's like the most people there. Right. I'll just have you start it off. You yeah, know, man. You do five, ten minutes or something, and, and uh, it'll be a blast. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, um, you know, as far as that, I'm working on a couple other shows, too. But uh, but I think right now, you know, that's 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 wonderful. Um, you know, I give I do give lessons and, and perform. So, you know, we'll uh, – Yeah. Like, I guess if anybody would have a specific question, my, my phone number is 602-820-7422. And mm-hmm. my, e- my email is – T R O Y M E dot N O W at Gmail dot com. So it looks like Troy Me dot now. Which nice. I thought was kinda of weird to be asked. I was like, it was because my last name is M E I S S. So Troy Me. And then I was almost going like, does that sound just creepy? Like Troy Me now. You know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, like it but I decided to keep it. I, I knew that my heart was in the right place Call and the Troy ego now. wasn't involved, right? But, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you mean Troy Me? <laughs> no. Troy me, baby. <laughs> right now. I need it now. 20, Troy 20, me. 20 cents a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. So, no, man, this has been a blast. It's so good to meet you. I'm looking forward to, um, you, you know, to just to developing and nurturing this friendship yeah. and learning more about the comedy down here. Yeah. Um, sharing more, doing more shows, playing music. And just like you said, man, get a community of people that just really care, love, and support each other. 
And there's enough ugliness out there. We can find things to yeah. battle. Well, let's all do it together from yeah, a positive of course. standpoint. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because we need to take some, yeah. some stuff down right now that's going on. Sweet, man. We're, 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 I, I have good feelings about all this. I really Sweet. Do. Yeah. And uh, I, know you, uh, I know you brought your guitar. I did. Um, I don't know if you want to play a couple uh, sick licks or whatever. Um, uh, what do the cool kids call it these days? I could, uh, you jump to play a song, or do you want to? Or no? Just yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, whatever you want to play, man. Uh, it's up to you. Well, let's. Uh, I actually. I could. I got a, a, a new one. Do you, you want to take four minutes? Yeah. Or is that too long? I mean, tell me. I can no, just, man. I take can, it. Take I'm as long as you want. Really, this is not. This, I, I li- the like you respect. This has been cool, um, but I did write this kind of. It was weird for me because I'm never really written a song with the word love in it, and I always thought like just kind of sappy. And I kind of wrote this thing lately that I I really kind of like, and I haven't. I mean, I guess I played it for my a couple people. Yeah. But if you want a, a three minute, I could do Dude, it quick. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so this one is uh, it's new and it's called In the Beginning, and um, all right. Love it takes 
Yeah, man, that was great. Probably a little bit. I mean, I, not, that was great. I know it's kind of like, it's not, Boner, what's the name of the band? Boner City. Boner, Boner, Boner City. Boner City. I know it's not quite Boner City. Yeah, no, it was well, great. It was actually weird because my, my first instinct was, oh, I can't write. That's got love in it. That's a pop song and it's only got two chords. And I, I'm just trying to be different right now. So that's why I thought. No, that was great, man. Really no, that was great. A, an opportunity for me probably to grow a little bit. I think I was a little bit nervous. And am I going to really sing this song that people might hear? And. Yeah, but, no, it, it was great. You know? Yeah, thank you so much, of man. Of course, man. And thank, thank you, you so much for being on the show. Yeah, hey, man, this has been an absolute pleasure, and um, I look forward to doing it again. And uh, thanks to everybody, and uh, man, it's just a great way to great yeah. way to, to start a Saturday, man. Thank yeah, you yeah it, is, it is. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>